Welcome, friends, to October 1 of 2019. This is Sue Ellen Jones' Sacred Silence. And to date, we have 85 meditations, each one designed to guide you through um, an event or a circumstance of life, and also a training, a teaching something that is going to help you know how to do this on your own so you can do it wherever you are, whenever you are. And it's all very good. Um, on these guided meditations then are going to run anywhere from 10 minutes to 25. This one was a little bit longer. And I would appreciate anyone who wanted to message me and ask a question or just give a comment. Uh, your comments are valuable and they are uh, cherished by me. Also, if you have something you want to contribute, um, that would be wonderful. We'd love to have that contribution. I would put it on the podcast. Also, those of you who write to me, uh, it is my honor to say thank you and by doing that, I, I use essential oils in meditation because they're very effective to bring us into the peace and the calm that we so, so want and seem so elusive. But by using the oils, it just helps facilitate that very quickly. So I send you a gift of oils. Now, the oils work as well for physical um, problems that you might have and also for your emotional problems, things that are really disturbing you. By using essential oils, you can clear out the toxins. So uh, I love sending them out to people. Then you can visit uh, my webpage, essentiallifeessence.org. And on this pot, you will find a lot of information about meditation. All my meditations are there. The podcast is there. You have a lot of blog articles which are going to talk about lifestyle. And what is the most important element of lifestyle? I believe it is your subtle body energy. So I have a lot on my web pages about subtle body energy, the energy of your, some people call them chakras, your prana, your chi, however you look at it. It's all the same. And your spirit. And so I have that on there. And these are articles that have been uh, really thought through for many, 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 many years. And then there are some trainings there. So if you really want to know, well, what in the heck are these energy sciences? And what are <laughs> what is she talking about that uh, meditation can be an energy science? Well... Since I believe that your thoughts are in either a negative or a positive energy, that they are affecting your body, not just your emotional body, but they are affecting your very physical body. Your physical body is responding to the energy that it is given. And it's sort of like if you were uh, at a conventional railroad, radio and you wanted to tune in a certain channel and all you were getting was frequency you have to remove 
the reason for the frequency before you're going to get that channel to come in. In our bodies, toxins are the reason for the static. And the static is, is really producing an unhealthy physical body. The cells are not getting what they need for life. And so it causes a disturbance at the cellular level. And all of the energy sciences, meditation included, essential oils included, are going to help you life with lifestyle. Your food is going to help. Your, your exercise is going to help. But as you think is exactly how you are. So meditation is a very, very powerful tool. It doesn't say as you eat. You know, man does. Man will say you are what you eat. Um, but that isn't divine wisdom speaking. <laughs> That's man's wisdom speaking. And man is going to speak according to the best research uh, and physical evidence that they can have. But we are dealing with something much different than physical evidence. We are dealing with the energy of our subtle body energy, and that is produced by your thoughts, your emotions, and what you believe. All of those things add up to either belief or unbelief in something. So visit me at Essential Life Essence, and you'll learn some things about that. Getting on with the meditation, as I said, I think this is one of the most powerful things you can do. It will change your mind, but it will change your, change your body, change your circumstance. It happens at the, because we change what we believe about a situation. So, before we go any further, uh, you can also visit all my contact information at the bottom of the um, meditation so you can also find things about my facebook pages and groups that you can join and and uh, so i look forward to seeing you in some of these other places as well and i really do 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 look forward to sending you uh, a gift so thank you and stay tuned for the next episode of sacred silence Hi friends, this is Sirella Jones from Sacred Silence. Today, how do we overcome disappointment, period? It's true, isn't it? Life is full of disappointments. And just because you believe in energy science or God or goodness and grace and many wonderful positive things, you can be absolutely certain that these difficulties will come to show you and teach you uh, places that are you haven't really believed in goodness yet. And so today I thought we will do a meditation with the disappointments in mind, but to see them transformed, made new, but also to look them squarely in the eye and let them come <clears throat> and let them go. 
really meditation is very excellent to teach us to allow our thoughts and emotions, our fears, our dreads, and even our happinesses and our joys to come and we experience them and we let them go and we are in a flow. And in that place of flow, we are recognizing that in every present moment has a blessing in it. Everyone does. And if we can perceive it and own it, the one good thing that our moment, next moment, will be made more in that image. And yes, wherever you are in your journey, the challenge will be real. This might be your first week of ever entering into meditation, and you want a lot of things to be transformed, and that's fine. And we, should, we always want things to be better. But the first act of being better is acceptance. So I'm going to say that again, the first act of getting better is acceptance. So if it's, for instance, I'll give you some for instance. What if it's, you don't like your body image? You think you're fat. You look in the mirror and you say, ugh, ugh. (laughs) Well, then today, let's turn that leaf over. And now let's look in the mirror again. And let's get an inward smile at our very own body and say, to ourselves, I love you just the way you are. I accept you just the way you are. Now, then this might be a disappointment to you that perhaps you have always wanted to to be thinner and maybe you've dieted and exercised and you just seem to be on a roller coaster and oftentimes just a merry-go-round of disappointment. But today you're going to be thankful. And that one moment of unconditional love is a very, very positive energy in your life. It's a healing energy. It's a divine love for you just the way you are. And it has, in that moment, projected something very different in your, for your next moment. Maybe it's a financial burden and you look out and you don't see how in the world you will ever overcome. You are so deeply in debt. Life sucks. <laughs> well, what maybe we need to, in this moment, quiet ourselves. Look in that mirror. Maybe it's mirror of your soul. And just say, I am thankful for all that I have. I'm thankful for this moment. I'm sitting here and I'm in... Um, a home, I'm in a place, I'm in the earth, I'm alive, I'm breathing, and I'm thankful that every good, everything is already provided. I am thankful for my provision. You see, it has to be that you are thankful in your current situation knowing that what you see is not necessarily 
the truth. (coughs) Excuse me. If our mind is filled with fear, or maybe our mind is filled with with anticipation and expectation, but our heart is full of dread. So there's a either way, it creates a a, a dissonance in the harmony. What we are bringing together is harmony <laughs> between heart and mind, bringing a good feeling that. In this moment, as I am, what I see is a reality that has a reality within it, that has the perfection of God within it. And I am seeing the perfection of God. If you're coming from a Christian persuasion, you might wonder, what in the heck does that mean? (laughs) Well, it kind of is what Jesus was doing when he said, um, that he is, I don't remember, I count it all joy or something of that nature for the joy that's set before him. And it was the cross. Okay, so we, he knew he was going to die and he counted it as joy. So he's looking at that mirror and he sees that the physicality of it was a cross, a death, a physical death. But he knew inside that count all things as joy. He knew God is good. He knew all things work together for good. He knew his Father was constantly abiding and that his God isn't the God of what's possible. His God is the God and his Father is the God of the impossible. And so in that moment, he could count everything as joy. Didn't matter what was facing him. In fact, That had to be one of the worst things that you could even dream of facing. And yet he could count it all joy. So, that is all done with heart and mind. And so we're going to look at, yes, I had disappointments. And sometimes they sneak up on you and sometimes they're just uh, creeping up and you feel them coming. (laughs) Isn't that true? And and but I have to say that sometimes that creepy feeling that you have is actually your fear, not the circumstance at all. It's just the fear of the possibility of the circumstance, and in in effect, you are projecting it into your world, and you might see that in short order. So today we're going to do our meditation on. Catching that disappointment, looking it square in the eye, and saying, I'm not afraid of you. Why, goodness, no. Goodbye. (laughs) And watch as it continues to flow, because that's what it does. So let's enter into this um, quietness, this rest, this place of peace and love and place of joy. It is the God place. It is the divine mind that we're choosing to listen to right now. And we're choosing with our free will. With our free will, we are choosing to listen and to hear. So we put our feet flat and we just close our eyes gently. And we are breathing, just allowing the breath to calm in and fill us and we put our mind and attention 
on the breath. See it fill your lungs. See the path it takes as it exhales. Breathing in, feel the breath. Is it cool? Is it warm? Just allow it to fill you. The oxygen within this breath is calming your physical nervous system right now. And all your thoughts and fears begin that whole vibration of fear is slowing down into a place of peace. Letting it go. Letting it go. Now, use your, look at your mind with your third eye, with the eye of your imagination, and begin to see it literally quieting. For me, I see my head, and it kind of goes from a red and orange color to a blue. That's the way I see the calming effect. But whatever it is for you, that's fine. But I just see it's like maybe a gentle rain falling on my head. And it's very gentle. It's very calming. It's very peaceful. And I see it flow over my shoulders, a place where we hold a lot of tension. Shoulders, back, and hips. So we want to see all this gentle, quiet peace flow over our shoulders, flow down our back, and through our hips and down our legs, like a gentle rain, calming, peaceful, filled with life-giving oxygen, the flow of God's breath in you. And now, We'll speak to our own body to relax head and mind. Relax and let go of all fear. Just relax and enter into deeper and deeper relaxation. Shoulders and arms, neck. Enter into deeper and deeper and deeper relaxation through your back and your spine, we speak a deeper and deeper relaxation to all the cells, to the bones and all the nerves contained within. Relax and go deeper. And to your hips, your thighs and knees and down to your toes, a flow of deep, deep relaxation and going deeper. We find ourselves deeply, deeply in a theta brainwave, a very deep rest. It says to strive to enter the rest of God in the book of Hebrews. That is the only thing we are really to strive to do. So here we are. Enjoy the peace. Just enjoy the peace for a few minutes, breathing in. 
peace. Let it expand throughout your entire body. See it. Now in your mind's eye, establish now the flow of God. The flow that comes through your mind, through your heart, and out again into into space or into the earth. But we are establishing a flow. It's like a river, a gentle flow. So if you have ideas or thoughts right now, just let them be in the flow and let them go. (laughs) See as they float away. And that's good. Establishing this flow is healthy. It's a very healthy thing. It is not healthy to grab a hold and hang on to negativity that changes your internal vibration, bringing it down. And as you do, your entire body begins to vibrate at a lower vibration, a lower frequency. It is the frequency of sickness. The frequency of rest is the frequency of God. Isn't that nice to know? So here we go. We have this beautiful flow. It's a beautiful river, the river of God, just flowing. And it carries, he's constantly abiding. This flow is possibly him. And he picks up things and carries them away. Thoughts are picked up and thoughts are carried away. We are trusting him, never the circumstance, huh? The relationship we have is with Heavenly Father, Father of Light, the Father of Life, the Father of Love is our relationship. And everything else just flows in and out, but He remains constantly abiding. And that is the goodness of God, the creator of all things, who made earth and heaven and sky, who blew into the nostrils of mankind and gave them life, breathed into them life. You have been a recipient of heavenly, eternal life. Life for now and life for later. And it's also the life you had. I think somehow that the life we have had prior, I don't know if I, I'm not necessarily talking about incarnation, but I'm saying that we were in the mind and heart of God somewhere. (laughs) And that was a life. And that life has just been translated into the earth's suit. And here we are, having an earth experience. And it's exactly the experience that Jesus had. So let's let's bring up to mind a disappointment. You have it? They're very easy to find, aren't they? (laughs) They're like right there. (laughs) Okay, let me see this disappointment. Now place it in your river of flow. It's the God River, and he says, oh, here it comes. And watch it come, floating by on the river of God, floating away, floating away. And on this 
is God constantly abiding. That this, this image, this thought, this circumstance appeared to you as one thing. Now, we have, you know, just allowing ourselves to accept what we understood. We understood this disappointment, didn't we? We understood that it made us feel lousy, fearful, bad, disappointed, unhappy. And we let it go with the circumstance in the flow in the river of God. But we can also now understand that God is constantly abiding. So we say to ourselves, can we see this circumstance uh, differently? Can we see this circumstance differently? And see it in the flow of God as it comes into your mind differently. What do you see? What do you see in this new circumstance? You see, God is the God of possibilities. So if one thing is possible, then there's an infinite number of other possibilities. And choose you this day (laughs) whom you will serve. If you're going to serve disappointment and in sorrow and grief, then you're going to choose from that source. If you're going to choose life and that abundant and free, you will choose from the source of life for that possibility. And it's very easy for us in our humanity to see the circumstance and hear it and feel it initially. But we have a choice, don't we? So now we're choosing by that free will that has been established in us because why? It's Jesus, it's God, it is the incarnate Christ, it is the Holy Spirit. However you wanna talk about it, Christ in you is your hope of glory. So we're choosing the hope of glory in that situation. We're just choosing it. Basically, in real simple language, we're just choosing to believe what God's promises already say. And his promises say he works all things to good. His promises say, I will do you good and not evil all the days of my life. His promises say he set before you, he set banqueting table and you were at the banqueting table before your enemies. So if you have enemies, you're just sitting at a banqueting table. And you're completely and utterly cared for and safe. Just always see through the lens that God gives you. And we're just choosing to do that, right? So now we see this circumstance. And we want to dwell with it a few minutes as it's in the river of God. And we see it flowing. Because, you know, ultimately... We are trusting the Father, the God of all creation, not the circumstance, whether good or bad. It is not the circumstance we are trusting. It is the relationship we have with the creator of all things. And we are his divine children. All the way through the Bible, it calls us children of God. All the way through. (laughs) Got any question about that? It's all the way through. Ah, so we just see the circumstance. 
and we feel it. Now, in the Bible, there were lots of examples of that. You can go back to any of the saints that, you know, Moses, or you can go back to Elijah, and you can go back to um, Daniel. All these Old Testament saints had experiences that uh, initially seemed very negative, but they chose by their free will to see it through God's lens and everything was very different. It was created quite differently. But what would the New Testament show us about that? Well, there's many examples, again, of what that would look like. So we could say Peter was in jail and he chose to sing and rejoice and see it as an opportunity and the jail doors were opened. But ultimately, you can see it in Christ. He stood before Pilate and didn't even open his mouth in a defense. Why was that? He was completely and utterly innocent. But because he was showing us that the Father had another plan in all of this. That this is what it looked like from the humanity side. But from God's side, it was going to look very differently. So from God's side, it was going to look like resurrection, new life, new creation, new mind, new heart. And when God or Jesus Christ on the cross says, he said a couple of things, you know, he says, Father, you know, why have you forsaken me? That was his human side. And when you're disappointed, when I'm disappointed, I say in, in my own words, maybe not those words, but still the same meaning. God, why did you forsake me in this? That's the humanity of Christ speaking. And then later he (laughs) looks around and says, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. He just gave a blanket forgiveness. He gave a blanket forgiveness for the thieves on the cross, for the soldiers, for Pilate, for Judas, for everybody involved. It was a blanket forgiveness. Oh, can you be thankful for that? And he and the Father are one. So it was Father on the cross, Father for expressing his extreme forgiveness. Now, in case you were brought up in a stream such as I was that believed, well, but I need to be forgiven of my sins. I have to remind us that God doesn't even have a memory for sin. (laughs) Do you understand He sees us not through man's human eye. He sees us and understands us through God's heart of love. And he says he never remembers these things. They're cast into the sea of his forgetfulness. So there's really nothing to go forward with and ask forgiveness for that he can remember. The only ones that remember are humans. But God, the Father of all, is goodness. He is pure, utter goodness. And he sees his life in you as you. Trust that. So I've talked you through this guided meditation. And I'm trusting you, letting this image, this wonderful image, by the way, that you are holding, let it pass on through. And behind it may be even a more perfect image. 
You know, when a rose opens up, first of all, for that rose to open, it had to grow through something planted in the ground. It had to break forth out of a dark, cavernous, grave-like tomb, right? And then the plant grew, the beautiful bush, and it's full of thorns. So at this point, we're still not happy. (laughs) We're thorny. And then there's a bud, and that's hope. Christ in you is your hope of glory. It's a hope. And then the bud begins to open. And so some of us are just beginning to understand that Jesus is in us as us, that the Holy Spirit made us, our body, our humanity, is the temple of God, God of the universe. It's too big a thought to understand completely. But as you begin to contemplate it, your rose begins to open up. But the rose isn't all the way open, is it? So you see there's room for more. There's always room for more. And even to for the smell to escape the rose, for the dew to appear on the rose, for the beauty of the colors to be saturated in the rose. This is you, ladies and gentlemen. This is your life opening like a beautiful rose. And all those thorny circumstances are being changed right before your eyes. Truly, your eyes. See it. See it before you feel it and then feel it. And feel it before it manifests in your life. For what you see is truly what you get. Blessings on this day and on all these disappointments are your teachers, your helpers, and they are flowing and flowing, transforming, renewed, brand new. Blessings. Bye-bye.